Philip de Semlin. Time out, top critique. It never gets close to recreating the my my mysmic mysmic. What kind of fucking word is that? Chill of William Fredkin's 1973 classic, or generating any fresh frights of its own. Our last one because I really have to shit and it's hurting my stomach. <laughs> Yes, my mama eat you like Jeff Dahmer. Say she on a period, let's make a mess, mama. I desensitize myself to it. I, 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 uh... I don't know, I went to great lengths. Never did I. Knew it would be this easy. Had a month that shit greasy. Yeah, be the nigga shit cheesy. People said they get my corner when I turn around. Oh, it's just measy. Everybody wanna get away from me because I got heebie-jeebies messed up like Michael. That game on the Halloween. What would you do with the sexual parts? I wouldn't enjoy it or anything. How long ago did you start, so? Like I say, what? Before you. But nigga, in your neighbor's pool, I stay stunned while I'm face fucking at the capitated skull. You ever seen that before? No freak nasty gore, I need asking laws. You was a freak show. What do you do? Try anything and you cancel, bro. I'm fixated on asphyxiating and breaking this little chick's neck like a pixie stick. The sick Satan worshiping bitches get horse whippings. I'm in the back, through the back door, slipping through the cracks, leaving the corpse, dripping the mortician of love. Sent from above, forced and treat her more. When she the more stingy, I become. Been doing this for more than a quarter century. I'm just numbing my dreaming. Is it real? Someone pinch me on the buns. Do you feel blame? Are you mad? Uh, do you feel like wolves and kebabs right from Ennis? Get Ennis, boots, 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 Welcome back to the rainy day war show. If you don't know who I am, and if my voice, for some fucking reason, doesn't sound familiar to you, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Big D, and Dusty McBalls has hired me to say the intro because obviously, if you couldn't tell for the past hundred fucking episodes, his intros royally suck. So yes, I have been hired to come and save his channel and to prevent it from crashing into the pits of hell. If you have dementia and you can't remember where you are after I just literally said it five fucking seconds ago, you are listening to the number one podcast on the internet. You are listening to the number one podcast in the horror genre. You are listening to the number one podcast with the number one host, Dusty McBalls. And on today's episode, he's breaking down the horror movie called The Exorcist that was just released in 2023. So sit back, Relax, and allow me to introduce your host 
for this evening show. Dusty Nick Balls, the certified cougar hunter, and your host with the most. Now shut up and enjoy this show. Thank you, Big D, for that beautiful intro, right? Guys, I came up with that intro. I was up late last night doing it. Well, not late last night, but I was up working on that new intro for like a little while, all right? So it's going to stay, and I fucking love it. I think I have the best little fucking intro in the whole podcast community. I think it's so fucking good, and it's just, it's a piece of art. It's a piece of beauty. Okay, but yes, like Big D said, I just farted and it is rancid. I had some, oh God, I might have to shit. I don't know. Hopefully we'll try and make it through this recording first. But like Big D said, we're doing The Exorcist on today's horror movie breakdown. That was made in 2023, not the original, but the newer one. And God, I don't even know where to start for this one, right? It is, it was weird. It, yeah, there was a lot of, lot of holes in this movie, but we'll cover that in a second. If you don't know the rundown of what we do for these horror movie breakdowns, first off, fuck you bitch in the click you claim. Sorry, that was a Tupac song. Hit him up. It was a diss song towards Biggie, and oh god, that fart is rancid. Oh, it burns my nostrils. Oh my god. God, that's fucking awful. Whew. Hold on, give me two seconds. I need to recuperate myself. Okay, so what was I saying? Yes, the start. How how we run this 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 episode, okay? First it starts off with the synop or the synopsis as it is known in the biz. Alright? Then we're gonna go through the actors, we're gonna go through the Rotten Tomatoes, who made it, everything that just basically deals with this fucking movie, and then we're going to do mine and your favorite thing, because I know it's your fucking favorite, and I know this is the only reason why you turn into these episodes, is to listen to the Rotten Tomato reviews, okay? And boy, are they good. I had a little peek ahead, didn't want to read too much of them, but god damn, are they fucking good. So, without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. Why did I take a long pause? I don't know. I lost my train of thought for a second. All right, let's just fucking do this, okay? So, The Exorcist Believer. The fucking little synopsis is... Why am I... I need to take a break. Hold on. Two seconds. That fart is still lingering and it's throwing me off on my mojo and it's just... Okay. All right, we're back. We're reeled in. Let, let, let's fucking do this. The synop is, for this movie... Since the death of his pregnant wife in a Haitian earthquake 12 years ago, Victor Fielding, Tony winner and Oscar nominee Leslie Odom Jr., that was in parentheses, I felt like reading that out, has raised their daughter Angela on his own. But when Angela and her friend Catherine disappear into the woods only to return three days later, 
with no memory of what happened to them, it unleashes a chain of events that will force Victor to confront the nadir of evil and, in his terror and desperation, seek out the only person alive who has witnessed anything like it before, Chris McNeil. Rating R for language, disturbing images, sexual references, our favorite, and some violent content. Genre, horror, mystery, and thriller, a link, oh, whoa, original language, English, director, David Gordon Green, producer, Jason Blum, David Robinson, James G. Robinson, writers, David Gordon Green, and Peter Sattler, release date, October 6th, 2023, worldwide, release date streaming, October 24th, 2023, Box office, USA only, $65.5 million. The runtime, an hour and 51 minutes. Distributor, Universal Pictures. And the production company was Universal Pictures, Blumhouse Productions, Roughhouse Pictures, Morgan Creek Entertainment. The actors in this movie. Leslie Odom Jr. plays Victor Fielding. Elaine, or not Elaine, Ellen Burstein plays Chris McNeil, Anna Ann Dowd, Lydia Jewett plays Angela, Olivia O'Neill plays Catherine, Raphael Sabargi plays the pastor, and there's a whole bunch of other ones, but I don't want to bore you with the details. Now, this fucking movie, right, started out okay, started out decent, right? It sh starts with um the dad and his soon-to-be-dead wife just touring around Haiti, having some fun, you know, taking pictures, getting enveloped within the Haitian community and their culture. And then the mom at the time, she's pregnant with the daughter. And so, oh, what's his name? I got to look it up. Hold on. Give me a second. Victor decides to go to like, just take some pictures. I believe it was just, you know, kind of fuck around and find out and stuff like that. And while he's outside taking pictures and stuff, an earthquake hits and his wife gets trapped. Well, the earthquake hits and then shoots to his wife and you see her trying to run down the stairs or hobble down the stairs. She gets pinned under a bunch of rubble and eventually like the paramedics and stuff like that come to extract her and they bring her to like a church-ish kind of thing and... The doctors present him with the question, we can either save you, we can, not you because he's already saved, but we can either save your wife or your daughter, we can't save both. So after he, you know, asks that, after he gets asked that question, the camera pans to his face and then it shoots into his new house and basically from there, I don't know really what to tell you, it turns into a normal paranormal exorcist movie. Um... The daughter just wants to find out about her mom, so she starts, like, going through her mom's old bins in her dad's room and, like, takes some stuff, specifically a scarf. And the dad's like, well, where the fuck did you get this scarf when they're in the car and stuff like that? And he drops her off at school, and her the daughter just wants to meet mom and, like, spiritually meet mom and know what she's all about and talk to her. Well, 
after school, um, Victor's daughter lies to him and says that she's going to a friend's house to do um, homework. And her name is, what, what, what is it? Catherine. He's going to Catherine's house, or she's going to Catherine's house to do homework. And Catherine tells her parents that they're going to a different friend's house to do homework over there and stay over there and stuff like that. Well, Catherine and Angela decide to sneak off into the woods and they did they know this little ritual kind of thing to contact the dead. That's what they do and then they completely vanish. It goes back to um Victor's house and it's nighttime and he's kind of freaking out about where the fuck his daughter's at. And so he calls Angela's parents and or not Angela's Catherine's parents and Catherine's like, "Oh, they're over here." Not like here at her house, but they're over at the other friend's house. So then he goes over there and they start talking and they're like, no, they're not here, right? So then he calls Catherine's parents and he meets up with Catherine's parents. They call the police and then like there's this huge three-day investigation on where the fuck the little kids went. And once the three days comes to an end, they are found by a farmer's son who was in a barn and they like in a little demonic voice when he finds him finds them not him finds them the angela goes i think it was angela angela goes where are we right that's the voice she does exactly she sounds like that um what are they selling they're selling tr-, like that that's the kind of voice she, voice she did right and so once they're found by the farmer they go back to their respected homes now this is where shit kicks off, okay? Cuz at it the jump scares and just the scaring overall in this movie was fucking awful. Right? It was really really bad. Nothing really new. I mean, when he when Angela comes home, the dad Victor is basically yeah, Victor. I don't know why I keep forgetting his fucking name, but Victor is in the house brushing his teeth. Lights start flicking on and off, and then it cuts off like fully. And then Angela's just standing right next to him. And he's like, "Well, let's go bring you back to your room." And as he, as he's putting her back to bed, I think it's when he's putting her back to bed. It's either before he. So okay, rewind. Let me rewind. So before he's in the bathroom brushing his teeth, he's putting his daughter back to bed. And then he brushes his teeth. Lights go out. She stands right next to him and says, did you hear that? And he's like, the fuck are you talking about, bitch? Get the fuck away from me. You're terrifying. He doesn't say that, but you can tell he's thinking that shit. So then he walks her back to her room. And he puts her back to bed. I can't remember if it's the first time he put her to bed or the second time. But you see this weird fucking creepy face behind him. Oh, it gave me the heebie-jeebies. That is the scariest thing out of this fucking movie. Out of the entire fucking movie, that was the scariest scene. And I'm being and I mean that like brutally, like I'm being brutally honest. That was the only scary part of this movie. And the next thing you know, one thing leads to another. Um, I kind of forgot a little bit, not gonna lie, so sorry, but they both start going off of the deep end, Catherine and Angela and so Angela gets admitted to a psych ward and while she's at the psych ward dad decides to go and get Chris McNeil who's from the first um exorcist the 1973 
version, I think is what it is. And so as he, you know, goes and sees her because the next door neighbor, kind of a bitch, but she's awesome. She's so gangster, but she's kind of a bitch. And she was like, um, here, take this Bible. Well, well, rewind. She comes to him one day because while she was at the hospital before the psych, before she got sent to the psych ward, Angela told his neighbor that because she wanted to be a nun, and the the little demonic voice, the little evil entity said, "You were never." He uses her like nun name and he says you would have never been a nun because of the abortion of your child and she's never told that to anybody so the next day before she gets admitted to the hospital the dad goes over there or the nurse his neighbor the nurse goes over to dad and says hey take this you're gonna fucking need it and he's like bitch the fuck are you talking about what why do i need this and she was like, then she told him the story of the whole abortion thing. And then she told him to get in contact. Well, he started doing his own little research with a few of his friends. And then he got in contact with Chris McNeil. She got involved. And literally the day that she agreed to help Victor, they, have, they go to Catherine's house to find Catherine. Well, Catherine is OTS. She is off the shits. And house is destroyed. Parents are totally distraught, can't get a grip of their child, and Chris decides to go upstairs, and she's like, oh, I know this familiar thing, right? I've been here before, right? Because she is the mother of the daughter in The Exorcist, and Chris is like, oh, I've been here before, so she goes up to fucking Catherine's room, and is like, hey, who are you? What do you want? Stuff like that. Next thing you know, the evil entity starts talking, and then Chris gets stabbed in the fucking face. Well, not in the face. Specifically, in both eyeballs, and is now blind and is rushed to the hospital. So after this, the whole gang, the neighbor, Catherine's parents, um, a friend of Victor, and a priest go to the house. Well... As the priest arrives, well, they start setting up shop and they're waiting for the priest to arrive. So once the priest arrives, he comes in the house and says, hey, I can't do this because church won't authorize it. And it's just like, I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, but I can't do it. And they're like, oh, you piece of shit, fuck you. And then he looks at the nurse and is like, you were almost a nun, you can do it. And he basically gives her like a, a spark notes of what's, what's to go down. And she goes in, fucking kills it. She is holy watering. Well, they also have, sorry, let me backtrack. Um, one of Victor's friends that is there, he is in touch with some voodoo hoodoo type shit. And he goes out because one of his friends is partakes in voodoo. So he has her come over and it's like this weird inner mixing of voodoo and christianity which is like how it was with marie laveau back when i did that episode if you listened to that episode great fucking episode but it was like that it was just beautiful they were kicking evil entity ass right and 
Dad goes out to empty this um, bowl of evil water that some of the spirit went into because the voodoo lady's like, hey, go empty this out on the eastern side of the house where it's just away from the house and nothing can come back. And as dad is going to do this, he sees the priest sitting in his car praying, just going to town, asking all of the saints and the Lord himself to help the people that are in the house. Well, dad, being a gangster, walks up to the fucking window, knocks on it, says, the battle's in there, right? And then Victor goes back in the house, and they get back to work, right? They start just thinking of a game plan of what's going to happen, right? And then they start throwing holy water and doing all that shit. Next thing you know, door opens. This is the most gangster scene I think I've ever, like laid or feasted my eyes upon in a horror movie priest walks in starts reciting the lord's prayer has a rosary around his neck has fucking just cross in one hand bible in the other just going to town on these incantations doesn't give a fuck no fear whatsoever and as he gets because Catherine and Angela, they're tied back to back to chairs, so nothing weird can fucking happen and they can't kill anybody. And Priest decides to go over to them and then puts the cross on both their heads. And he's like, fuck you. Fuck you, evil entities. You can't do shit to me. And right as he says that, well, he doesn't really say that, but as he's doing all this, like, gangster shit, the evil entity's like, you want to see real power? And literally picks him up. Levitates him like, four feet off the fucking ground and snaps his neck. It was the most, like, heartbreaking and gangster fucking, like, ten minutes of a scene I've ever had. Like, it was so fucking dope. I was so sad because, like, that priest, he was going to town. He was fucking shit up. And they were like, mm-mm, no. No, you're not going to do this to me. And, yeah, he ended up dying. But then comes the ultimatum. This is how the movie ends. So... Don't spoil it. Oh, I'm going to spoil it. So if you want to just, I'm going to make it quick, fast forward, like three minutes and it should be done. What he does, well, what the, what the evil entity does is he basically gives the family, well, the dads of each daughter, the ultimatum, right? Well, mom and dad of Catherine, they were there and then Angela to the dad. So he says, Basically along the lines of, I can't remember which one it is, but I caught it right away. I knew what it meant. The evil entity says, which one, say a name and something like along the lines of, say that name and that's the person that you're sacrificing. He worded it more, what's the word, cryptic. And at one point, the dad of Catherine, he's white, so... He's a little bit of a cocksucker, okay, especially in this scene. No disrespect to my white people because I am white, but, like, you, it, you, you're you going to agree with me that this dude is just, you know, he's not with it, right? This dude is just a fucking dick. And he goes, I choose Catherine. And he thought that meant I choose to save Catherine, right? Which completely, you know... I know people are like, you go into horror movies, right? And you see, like, you know, 
White people are always the ones like, oh, I'm going to investigate. Never get really spooked out by shit. For some fucking reason, all of his white horror senses flew out the fucking window. And he's like, I choose to save Cat. Well, he said, I choose you, Catherine. But the evil entity meant it as a sacrifice. So he tricked the dad and he ended up killing Catherine and Angela was saved. And it was a whole rejoiceful ending. There you go. That is this fucking movie, right? It is... Yeah, there were a lot of holes. I know I left most of them out, but there were a lot of holes within the movie. Like, you don't know who this evil spirit is. You don't know where it came from, other than that it came from, like, a little fucking bunker in the middle of the woods in town. Other than that, you don't know what the name is, what the backstory is behind this evil entity, and why it's an evil entity. You don't know any of that, which kind of sucks. They could have easily made this movie like two and a half hours and I would have been totally okay with it. But they, they, they didn't and it just... Those holes in like gaps within the movie kind of ruined it for me. Even though it wasn't really that scary, but it, yeah, I don't know. Now we're going to get into the Rotten Tomato reviews. Our first... Review. I don't know why it took so long to say it. Our first review comes from Top or what? David Fear, Rolling Stone, Top Critique. There are moments in this borderline incoherent mess of a movie in which fans may be convinced that its sole purpose is to try making the original follow up. 1977's legendary god-awful Exorcist 2, the heretic, look, look, looked, looks positively genius by comparison. Our second review comes from Christy Lemire, Film Week, Top Critique. They need to stop making Exorcist movies. We don't need any more. I, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Philip de Semlin, Time Out, Top Critique. It never gets close to recreating the mysmic, my, my, my what kind of fucking word is that? Chill of William Fredkin's 1973 classic, or generating any fresh frights of its own. Our last one, because I really have to shit and it's hurting my stomach. Kevin, Mur Kevin Marr. Times UK top critique to tackle a prestige project that stepped steeped not stepped steeped in Christian in con iconography iconography why can't I fucking speak today and biblical allusions by simply defanging what by simply defanging it with kindness is beyond pointless. Like I said, it had, get, it had a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is not that good. Um, but if you want to enjoy it and you want to waste an hour and 51 minutes, go right ahead. But I have to shit so bad, so I'm going to cut this episode right here with little to no intro because it fucking hurts. Remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing on this planet, stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all. I'll see you tomorrow for another good fucking episode i'm not going to spoil it it's about william seabrook weird dude but it's good okay deuces i love y'all <laughs>